The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we'd love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I have been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Welcome back to The Allie Colbert Show. I'm your host, Allie Colbert. I am a little sick right now. I heard this thing called COVID is going around again. I kind of naively felt we were done with it. I don't think I have COVID, but I feel sick. And now I'm like, should I get a COVID test? I don't know. I actually, I don't think I've ever had COVID. I mean, I might have. I just never tested positive for COVID. Anyone else out there? Any of you lucky folks out there just saying, wow, I've never even gotten one positive test. I have been home watching Ozark. The final episodes of Ozark are out. Ozark is back. It's like season five, part six. No, it's like season four or five, part two. They like release these episodes separately, not like as a new season. And it's becoming for me one of these shows where I need it to end because it's taking up too much time. And, you know, the only person at this point who wants to be out of the drug cartel more than Marty and Wendy Bird is me. I am so done working for Omar Navarro. I am so done with the cartel breathing relentlessly down my back and neck. I guess you're on. I think you're on someone's back and you and you're breathing down someone's neck. Someone can be on your back. They cannot be on your neck. Someone can breathe down your neck. They cannot breathe down your back. That is uh, just a little English 101. So I've been watching Ozark. I'm like, this is kind of how I felt when I was like watching a lot of Orange is the New Black. I was like into Orange is the New Black for a minute. I was like seven years in. I'm like, shouldn't their sentence be up now? Pretty sure no one did anything really bad here. Why are you all still in jail? on a life sentence. Prison, excuse me. Wow. What is the difference between prison and jail? Does anyone know? I'm waiting for someone to raise their hand. I think I know the difference. I'm pretty sure the difference between jail is that jail is where they hold you before you're sentenced to prison. Is that correct? Anyone? Any criminals in the crowd? I want to know what you guys are watching. DM me what you're watching. Or write into the podcast, God forbid. I ask you to write into the podcast. None of you will ever do that, huh? Oh, because you're all such hot shots. You're so busy. Oh, I can't write in. I don't have time. Really? Make some time for me. Speaking of things I need you to do for me. This is an important one, guys. 
please do me a favor. I don't know if I should, should I be nice? Should I be tough love? And tell one friend about the show. And I'm going to tell you specifically how to do that so that you can't say, oh, I just don't know how. You're going to go onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts, either one. And in the top right corner, there's those three dots. You're going to click those three dots and you're going to hit share or copy link and you're going to send it to one friend, the one friend that you're not afraid will judge you. And you're going to say, listen to this. It's so funny. Or listen to this. She's making us do this. Listen to this. Listen to this cunt talk. Can you believe people listen to her and just send that? Can you believe this is a real thing? Whatever makes sense for you, please do that. And you know what? While you're on that page, feel free to subscribe. And I know it's kind of this battle of should I subscribe? Should I not subscribe? I just want to keep listening. Subscribe. Subscribe. We're going to ask you to just simply subscribe. And I know you're, you're thinking right now, well, should I maybe subscribe? Should I not subscribe? No, you're going to subscribe. Okay, I have, let's see how effective this marketing strategy was. <laughs> see how effective this marketing strategy was. Okay, if you're listening the, to this the day it comes out or a few days after, I am performing in California Saturday, this Saturday. I have two shows, one show in Culver City and one show in Playa Vista, two stand-up shows. If you're around, my Instagram has all the dates, the times, the ticket links. So feel free to go there, come out to a show, say hi, or, you know, flip me off. No, please don't do that, actually. Don't do anything in the, <laughs> in the realm of, of Will Smith these days. I really, ugh, I don't even want to get into it. But today on the show, today on the show, we have back Alexis Haynes. So if you guys can recall, or if you don't recall, Alexis Haynes came on the show a while ago and shared her story of being married to her husband, having two children and identifying as a lesbian. And they're, they were in an open marriage. And now Alexis comes back on to share the story of um, her divorce from her husband and where she's at now, what worked, what didn't work in their open relationship and reflecting on that dynamic. It's really interesting. I hope you enjoy it. Alexis, you might know from a beautiful hummingbird right now outside my window. Is it true that if you see a hummingbird, it's like when the hummingbird comes, it means like truth. It's like, oh, truth, whatever we were just saying. I think I said great episode and the hummingbird was like, true that. I'm like, subscribe to the hummingbird. Um, so that's the episode. I hope you enjoy it. And that's all, folks. Now. So, so much has gone on with you. It's yeah. like really almost insane how much has gone on with you. I know. We move fast. I don't even understand. It's like I have whiplash. I don't. I also, you have whiplash. I have whiplash. I, I don't know. How, I do. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks. When I think You'd about be like the only person of my friends who said that, or anyone who Why? really said that. I texted to me. you Happy Mother's Day too. Oh, that was so sweet. You yeah. Didn't like very few people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people didn't I, reach out because I never replied have you seen my text messages they're like I insane. actually it's amazing I have a trait where I am so not offended if no, someone doesn't reply I, except <sighs> one time we went through a period about a month ago where I texted you so many times and you hadn't answered that, I, so that I actually thought you were You're maybe dead. back in rehab or something I'm sorry I was like is she good 
But then no. I found out you really weren't good. I wasn't good. I'm not. I have not been good. Are you good now? No. And but here's the thing. And I was literally just talking to the person that I'm currently dating about this. Yeah. Because he go. I go. How come you haven't changed? He. Yeah. He. I know. I know. What the fuck do you mean? I know. So. Remember. Okay. I don't even know. You're dating a guy? I'm dating a guy now. And what is the point of that? The fact I thought you were a lesbian. I, first of all, I never said that I was a lesbian. Or maybe I... Marshall, play back the clip. No. Play back the clip. <laughs> My point is... I'm a lesbian. Yeah, I don't know, Allie. So you don't think you're a lesbian anymore? I, I hate the really label. Not, do you really not think no, you're a lesbian I anymore? Think I think I... I think I'm pretty gay, but okay. I don't know. Allie, my queer my heart point, can't handle this. I know. Can I tell you? <laughs> my, I can't even get it out. She's so devastated right now. Say it. Just break up with us already, <laughs> lesbian community. <laughs> End it with us. You're no. toying with our hearts. Are you with mm, us or not? I I can't. I hate the labels. I know. I, I get it. it. I hate them too. I hate I them hate too. You don't it. have to be a lesbian. I, can I just be like, queer like, yeah you can period. be queer you are queer queer yeah it's fine with me yeah no it's interesting because i never i was dating chris still and i never had any intention of dating men ever again right but, but you were I, married to a man at that yeah, time but then i divorced him so, so i'm going through a divorce alexis right is now. now going through a divorce if you the last episode where alexis was on the pod we Alexis. talked about how I liked women and was dating women while married to my husband. Yeah, and they were in an open marriage that yeah. was highly functional. Very functional until it wasn't. And it's, it was, you said whiplash in the beginning. It really has been. Because I, I don't want to say that I never thought we'd get divorced, but we were together for 11 years, married for 10, and I literally never thought we would get divorced. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm shocked. Like I know I wasn't like, deep in the relationship like a with you guys, but I felt like I know. I felt like we were really good. We were like, really Evan, good. My understanding of Evan was like monk, like chill. Yeah. And so what can can we hear what happened? Well, I want to say that first and foremost, he's the father of my children. Totally. And I never want to speak badly about him because I just don't feel like that's the right thing to do like part of me when I announced this and everyone was like I told you show I told you so and she's the one that totally fucked up her marriage because she needed to be with women and the whole thing like I wanted to air out all of the dirty laundry and all of the details and then I was like wait a second first of all I'm a woman that's in recovery first and foremost and like I know that creating more mess and chaos is not healthy mm -hmm. and a very toxic behavior and mm -hmm. so I'm not wanting to do that Okay, good for you. But basically, I kind of view it as like a midlife crisis type of situation. Okay. And something really awful happened in December that caused this fracture in the foundation and illuminated a lot of pain points that I don't think either of us were really aware of. Okay. And it was super tough. And it was extra challenging because I was ending things with Chris who I'd been dating girlfriend girl girlfriend who I'd been dating for a while and I really I did really love her like everyone's like I don't know how you can love so many people and I'm like 
uh, that's literally called being polyamorous, which is what I am. Right. But I really did love Chris. It just became abundantly clear that we were incompatible with each other. I hate to say lifestyle, but I would like to like get your take on it. But I think lifestyle and and this isn't and I know that I'm super privileged like 100%. And I also know that like I'm a hustler and I work really hard for my life. But I think me having another partner, me having kids, me, the the place that I'm at in my life right now, mm-hmm. financially where I'm at, like all of the things, it made it really difficult. And also the distance. She was two and a half hours away in Orange County. Yeah. Two hours away and I was in L.A. Yeah. But I just you're feel like you're LA. very, I'm, yeah, barely in LA. I'm not actually not in LA. Yeah, County. you're not in LA. I'm technically not in LA. You're County. technically in Utah, but yeah, might as well be. Yeah, I think that that, that's distance. Yeah. So this, whatever this, this event happens in the marriage that is eye opening. Yeah, this, this kind of like huge crack in our foundation. And I was like, okay, well, let's go to therapy. I'll give it, let's give it six months. Let's like work on this. Let's close the marriage. Let's do all of the things. Oh, you I were, was ready to You wanted close to close the it. marriage? Close the shop? Close it up. Yeah. Wow. Lock it. I was like. That was so, that was such a clear option for you? A hundred percent. And wow. what's crazy is I was already dating the, my current partner at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. which was such a casual thing that ended up, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to say he's like saved my life, but like when you're going through something that's this earth shattering and you have someone that and it, he has excellent boundaries and isn't someone that I can like bitch or vent to, but someone that's just like a stabilizing grounding force in your life. Yeah. It is huge. Okay. And so I my best gay friend, Jeff, he's been on my podcast. He was at my show. He was at your show. The guy whose lap I was sitting. I have a great on. clip of that. I'm going to post it with this. <laughs> you should. And I'm like, look, um, she was gay when she walked in here. Now she's on his lap. I know, but he's also he's cute. He's super gay, he's but really he's cute. very cute. Yeah. He set me up with this person, and he was like, "Listen, I just just give it a chance. Like, I really feel like you two would work vibe. and vibe. You're both sober. You have a similar kind of thing going on. Like." Let's just You're both try gay this. In straight marriages. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's never been married. He's actually like Midwestern, super not into like the open marriage type of thing. He wow. was very much so. But I was like, it's just casual. Like, let's just hang out. Yeah. And then like, bam, my whole life blew up with Evan. And even though I liked the current person that I'm dating, I was like, mm, okay, like, let's close this mm-hmm. I was willing to walk away from Chris from this person I've been dating that I like right. everybody and at first Evan was like all right you know let's Do he that. was never okay with closing but he will he didn't want to close it but he was like okay let's give it six months let's go to therapy let's try to work it out right and see, he didn't want to close it. That's a total misconception I would have if to. I was just following your. Well, this is my. I'm just following your page. I have not met Evan. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, but I people would probably think, well, she wants it to be open because she wants to explore her sexuality. He clearly wanted it to be open too. Oh yeah, he did. Full and on. that's where the challenging stuff got lived. Yeah, and I don't want to say that like. 
I don't want to say that I was manipulated into the open marriage situation. But what I want to say is like the framing of it. This is for you. You've given me all of your 20s. I want you to be able to explore your Mm. sexuality. You should feel fulfilled. This isn't really for me. This is about you. And then it very quickly became clear that it wasn't just for me. Right. And that it wasn't about me exploring my sexuality. And it wasn't about the fact that we got married when I was so young. And we have a 16 and a half year age gap Mm. between him and I. So what was it about? Because his whole thing was like, listen, I've explored. I did all my 30s. I did all my 20s. I got all this time. I've had enough sex with, you know, women and other things. And very quickly, like, was clear that it was just as much about me as it was for him which I was fine with but essentially there were parameters and rules in place and some of those got crossed and right you still have boundaries got, you mm-hmm. especially have boundaries when it's, you're open that's it's not the like thing you can't is, cheat. it's not a free-for-all right like people think that open marriages and I'm not saying that I was perfect and that there I won't say that I did anything necessarily wrong yeah But I will say that I think I was a little bit like pedal to the metal, you know, let's go because I had been in this like hetero. Yeah, in the closet, but like in this hetero relationship for so long. Yeah. That you know how lesbians are. It was like I date in that time period. I hooked up with five girls over seven months and got into like two more serious relationships. Yeah. And I wish I had been like a little bit more mindful and slowed down a little bit. Yeah. That's not the norm for gay girls. It's hard to be discerning. You're so excited. You're eager. Feelings run hot. And like you're dating. I was dating two really beautiful women. And um, And I'm sorry it didn't work out with us. the (laughs) The first one was very much so like, I'm in love with you, like right away. I and I was that like, that put you off. okay. I was like, I do love you, but it's, this is a lot. So you love everyone. You really do. But with Chris, I did, I was in love with her. You were more so than Chris. she was for me. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I think eventually she was and she was pretending she wasn't. That was the, that was the gameplay. Yes. I agree. And she's like, I can't commit at Disney with your kids. Yeah. Give me a break. I, you can commit. agree. Yeah, she wasn't going to. And that was one of the other things, too. It's like how long, like, I'm willing to, like, wait. But at this point, we've been dating, like, borderline, like, six months now. And you're not where I'm at. And it's like, how much longer am I going to stick around? But what are you looking for? You're not looking for monogamy. I wasn't looking for monogamy, but, like, I could see myself, and I've said this from the beginning, and it is true. People would say, like, well, what? how do you see this playing out? And, like, I could see myself, and you even asked me this, getting married to a woman. Yeah. You know, I follow all of the, like, accounts of, you know, lesbian weddings and the whole, th- like, I. I could totally see you marrying a woman. Yeah. And I could see you being open in an open marriage with a woman. I think that's your yeah. sweet spot. I think so, too. I don't know if I'll ever find a, a lesbian well, partner. Well, not continuing to date this man, you won't. Yeah. So what's this about? Well, I'm just really happy. I don't... You re- you're attracted to him? I am. And it's not even... It's weird. 
because the same thing was true with Evan. I was not at all. It wasn't the physical part. It was like the soul part. Yeah. And okay, like if you put Blake Lively next to who's the like hottest guy out there? Put her next to her husband. Husband. It's Blake Lively all the way. If you put Blake Lively next to Brad Pitt for me, it's going to be Blake Lively all the fucking way. Every time. 100%. But what happens. I might even want to sleep with Brad Pitt, I have to tell you. He's so hot. I would love to sleep with Brad Pitt. He is so hot. He's fucking gorgeous. But it's going to be Blake Lively for me every time. What do you want to do to Blake Lively? what wouldn't I do? Isn't she so <laughs> Whatever hot? she wants. Oh my God. When I saw her at the Met Gala this year, I was like, one, she doesn't age. I was like, like how does she look better and better and better? No, like when yeah, I, I know, saw I her. She's amazing. Uh, I mean. she's Is she your top celebrity crush? She might be. Right really? now. I didn't yeah, think I'm not really such into a blonde. girl next door thing. I'm not really. In, why? You think I'm only into I like thought, androgynous I mean, girls? I thought I'm you were into, into like. <laughs> Are you though? Because it sounds like you're dating a man no. and you're not really. But I, <laughs> I I'm am. joking. By the way, she doesn't care that I'm giving her the third degree, so no, don't get I freaked don't. out. They're like she's Ali's being t- no, she doesn't no, care. I don't care. But okay, Blake Lively. What about like Zoe Kravitz? Is that your vibe? Oh, she's so hot. She's so yeah. hot. I mean, and again, that's like the Blake. It's like aesthetically, yes. It's yeah. not like the energy. Yeah. Zoe. It's like yes, yeah, she's hot, but her energy is yeah. like, ugh everything yeah but what i'll say with my current partner is like it again it was not about appearance it was meeting him for the first time and sitting there and just like being totally vulnerable and honest about my situation at the time which was that i have a girlfriend and a husband and giving the whole rundown and having this like deep five hour long conversation on a couch and it's like it's not about who is across from me on the couch it's about that kind of like heart to heart soul to soul connection and i don't think that you get that very often well let me ask you is there something about being with a man that for whatever reason, and I even feel this way, and I think it's just society that like you feel safe in this time of instability where like a man can Ab- provide safety. Absolutely. I will say like, even though financially I am fine and set, and I think that does come up for us gay girls is like, it's an added pressure, right? Like I have to be able to provide and you do. Like this is not, you can be a stay-at-home mom yeah. life. I'll tell this- that to Julian. <laughs> But it, but your dynamic with women, you like to chase women. You mm. do like to chase women. I, I can, I am more dominant. Yes, you're more dominant. Yeah, so you I like am more of the care. So you, when you're provider. with a man, this is my understanding. It you switches. get to relax that it's that true. muscle. Mm-hmm. So there's something probably about when things are chaotic, feeling like you can lean into the feminine and be taken care of. Absolutely. That's for sure what's going on. Yeah. So that's just something for you to explore in therapy. (laughs) It's definitely a part of it. And Allie, there's something about like yesterday, Mother's Day was really tough for me. Yeah, I I was like, huge fight with Evan. Don't you want to not have the kids on Mother's Day? Wouldn't that be a real treat? Yeah, I ended up dropping them off with Evan (laughs) at like four o'clock. Happy Mother's Day. Take care of these guys alone. Yeah, it was a tough, tough weekend. Um, Tell me what happened. Well, there was like a text exchange where I'm like, did you have any plans for Mother's Day? And he was like, you know, first of all, it's his weekend, but I had both girls at my daughter's dance competition. Yeah. And so he kind of got like the weekend off. And then he did not bring up anything for Mother's Day, which I was kind of like. What did you want? 
a, a text like, you know, I know that we're not together, but we said that we were going to celebrate every holiday together. And I'd love to get brunch with you and the girls and take you out to brunch for Mother's Day. Right. Okay. Some, that sounds simple. Good. Like, yeah. you know, let's let me take you out to eat with the girls. Yeah. Or what would you like? How about a text of what would you like? Right. And so come Friday, I hadn't heard anything. And I texted him. And I'm like, do you have any plans for Sunday? And he was like, not until the evening, knowing that Harper doesn't finish her da- her last dance class at the convention until two o'clock. So I'm like, so you have some date planned <laughs> Sunday night? Like you have not checked. And I, I, I just let it. I, like You freaked all, out at him. Exploded. And that's not my go-to thing, mm-hmm. but I just kind of lost my fucking mind for yeah. a minute. Yeah. And it turned into this big, whole, huge fight. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I said something. I was mean. But the gist of it was, this is your weekend. Plan on seeing me at the apartment w- at 3 o'clock with the kids. Right. Like, I'm, they're going so to you. did he assume that you would keep them then? I don't know what the fuck he assumed, but— He knew he was due for pickup at 3? No. I, I just I just texted him, and I'm like, I'm dropping them off. Yeah, you're 3 done. o'clock. Okay. Done. And what does he say? And he was like, okay, fine. And he did end up getting me a card and flowers, and that was nice. Did he move out? Should've. Yeah, he's moved out. Where is he living? He got his own place. That fast? Oh. I was talk about shell shock. I was like— He already had the place? He had the place, and before we sold the house, even. and So you're in a new place, we had, too. I'm trying to find a place right now. Where are you right now? I'm still in my house, but it's I have— 30 days to figure less 22 days to find a place right now and I'm it's where are a you nightmare. looking everywhere LA more central I hope not because my family's out there and they help me a lot yeah you need kids. them right now like I can't do it but somewhere Calabasas area my you know hometown yeah. so anyway so but what I'm talking about yet uh, with regards to this partner is I go over to his house and he has cookies and flowers and had texted me and was like you want to go get Manny Petties for Mother's Day yeah like he had all of this planned out and I get there and there's something about Allie for me and actually I was talking to the hairdresser girl that I was dating who also sometimes is very much so gay but sometimes dates men or whatever it's a thing it's a thing Sexuality's and fluid. Same thing. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many girls I've dated who are like, occasionally, I just fuck a man. Like, I've I'm done just that. Into- Between relationships, I say they're like old sweaters. I try it on, see if it fits. I don't throw it and out. And then you, yeah. And, and then, then I go back to my normal stuff. And that's fine. And so she, I never liked she it, and though. I were talking about like the feeling of just being scooped up in like a big guy's arms. And the person that I'm currently Get dating. Get the fuck off my podcast. I know. But going what into. What the fuck is she doing? Going into his apartment yesterday. The feeling yesterday, of being scooped up in a guy's arms. I know. I know, Allie. But like, there's something so comforting about. I know it he's is. He's like 6'2". It's and like daddy. Daddy. And he, <laughs> he just like picks you up, kisses you, and has flowers. And Everything's going to be okay. And candles lit. And you're just like. Oh, everything's okay. You do feel like everything's going to be okay. It's because society yeah. brainwashed you that you could rely I on your... Well, maybe your fa- you thought you could rely on your father growing up. No, I could never rely on my dad growing okay, up. Okay, so maybe it, in fact, fulfills that that <laughs> desire that was never fulfilled from, from I don't know him. if it's daddy issues or the fact that I'm just... You don't know if it's daddy issues why a lesbian is sleeping with a man who's <laughs> six foot two? I don't myself a lesbian. I would say I'm I, definitely I, I, can. I, I would say I'm definitely can. I can't can. wait for you to come on the podcast I have a question. Would in a you, month. 
And I, to be com- but can a I tell completely you different sexuality. I, no, no, no. Can I ask you something? Else? I never said I was pan. You're going to say to me in four weeks. No, I don't know, Allie. I know. My, you don't have to be anything. She doesn't can care, I just guys. Be, I really don't. My point is. What is your point? That I think <laughs> we're all just so much more fluid than we say we are. And I, I know that's not. Fluid. But okay. So I'm just maybe a little bit more fluid than you. Would you. Yeah. Date a trans woman. Yeah. Trans man. Well, I don't want to date men. Men. Okay. I, but I'm, I'm just open saying, to anything. You're open to anything. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm very I'm not much so. never. I'm not never, but I'm not looking for that. But so if, for if me, I cross paths with someone that sparked something in me, I wouldn't exactly. be like, fuck that. That's what I'm saying. It's not about the genitalia. That's exactly my point. It's like, you could be a trans man, a trans woman. You could be non-binary. You could be a man. You could be a woman. Aesthetically, when I, you know, yeah. feel a tr- For sure. Like, I see a woman, I go, oh my God, I want to fucking kiss you so bad. Like, right. you, like, yes. Do I walk down the street and look at most men and feel that way? No. 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 Right. But predominantly for me, the feelings that I experience when interacting with those who identify as women is where I feel sexually attractive. That's where my sexuality lives. Are there outliers to that experience where I I will meet a man and and have some sort of thought about You've talked about that on my podcast. Yeah, I've talked about that. That's happened. I don't ever sleep with a man Mm. and go, my God, I love that. I could keep doing that. Usually when I sleep with a man, the thought is, When's this going to end? Ow, ow, ow. See, ow, but ow, I, ow. can I tell you my sexual experiences are very much with the men that I've had sexual experiences with in my adult life, which has only been three. One was the BDSM that's guy it? that I. Yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. I've had more than that. One was the BDSM guy that I beat the fuck up in. In again, a sexually consenting way. In a sexual consenting way. Yep. Two was Evan, where the sex was really focused on pleasing and giving. And this last partner, you, were, you not not being given to pleasing and giving to focused, Evan. No, he were the focus was on my pleasure. Good for you. And the same as with this partner. Oh, that like, worked out really well. <laughs> this partner that I'm currently seeing, it's very much so like oh about you taking care of you, my pleasure. Okay, and of course his too. But like when you're with a partner who gets pleasure from pleasing. It's Lots different. Than, I'm just saying it's different than like fucking a dude who's like just stick the dick in and let's right. go. It's like let me eat you out for 45 minutes, right, and make you come before we even have sex. And then if you come again, gold, like good. You know what I mean? Well, and if not, then I think a lot of queer women feel that way. I mean, I love nothing mm-hmm. more than to just give. Yeah, I mean, I like being with. Verse women you, or switches, but, but I am a giver. Yeah, you're a giver. Too. Like, yeah. nothing makes my pussy wetter than her coming in my mouth. <laughs> I guess we'll go with that preview clip. Um, and then cut to her saying, and I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> um, what is going on with sharing? How do you share your relationship status with your children? Especially with Evan. Do they know you the guys kids are... know. What do they understand about? You know, and I think that the kids... Again, it became such like an energy thing where the energy in the house shifted. And we never fought in front of them. We never screamed in front of them. There was nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But 
it just it was already pretty platonic and then it just got really platonic and it was like why do mom and dad not like hug and kiss anymore they would ask that yeah because they grew up in a household where we were all very affectionate and you know and things started to change and then one day my daughter asked Evan point blank and he told her and I wish he didn't tell her like this I wish she would have waited I was like let's go to therapy together and work it out you know as a family she said are you leaving mommy and he said yes she, she said, are you and mommy getting a divorce? Are you guys separating? And he said, yes, I've got a place and I'm moving out. And I was just like, what? what? And what did she say? <laughs> oh, she was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, my kids have never really experienced trauma before, you know, up in, you know, till now. Until that. Thanks, Evan. The bottom line is sometimes as parents, we make judgment calls where we're like, Mm, looking back, I maybe would have done that differently, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. Again, my kids really have not experienced that much trauma and and they're okay now. Like Harper's in therapy, Dakota's in therapy. It's not as tough as it was in those first couple of weeks. Yeah. Do I wish things were transpiring right now a little bit differently than they were? Yeah, like we, I thought we had this plan where he was going to spend a couple of nights of the week at the house and then a couple of nights at his apartment that didn't end up happening. What happened? He's just at the apartment full time now. That he's there, he's like, I don't want to do that. And he has the kids every other weekend, and then I have them the whole other time. Mm-hmm. And w- is that just a the general? How does that come come to be? I basically made the suggestion. I was like, you know, I feel like I'm the stabilizing force for the kids because you're in school and you work. And I feel like it would probably be better for that. And of course, he can come and like visit during the week Mm -hmm. when he wants, Mm -hmm. as long as he just texts me beforehand. Yeah. But it was mainly about the kids. Like, I know their dance schedules. I know their therapy. Dakota, my littlest, is autistic. I know all of her therapy schedules, school stuff. All of that is me. And so it just basically came down to that. Yeah. That is so much. It's so much. So is your mom at the house a lot? No. No. My dad helps me um, with the girls getting them off to school in the morning. He comes by in the morning to help me with that. You're close to and when them. I, You're actually geographically close to them. Yeah. And my dad, after school occasionally when I'm working like today, he'll he'll uh, pick them up. Oh. It's tough. What is, what is single Single mom life is like... I mean, not only that... Props you're like, to every single fucking single parent out right? there. Because it is... So much. And I mean, on top of that, you were just in like. I've gone through a trauma. I mean, you're I, you're riding this wave of exploring your identity, your sexual identity, your personal identity. I now, know. while uncoupling with like your primary partner, I would say. I mean, you're getting divorced, but I'm. I mean, the way the language. And that's the thing. I've spent a, le- a third of my life with this person. Right. And now I'm just kind of like, Whoa. Like, where, what do we do? Where do we go from here? The The nice thing is that the current person that I'm dating is not, it's, he's not like, oh, you can't go and see women. You can't, you know, he's not like that at all. And yeah. so I don't think that that's off the table. And Are you monogamous with him? I haven't. I, so I told you that I was, that I had been seeing some people mm-hmm. and what it is really right now is like there is no time or space to date right like I have every other weekend off right <laughs> so, right 
So on those weekends, the last thing you I want to do is binge. I just want to binge. Yeah, like I want the house quiet. I want candles lit. I want a clean house for the weekend. And really, it's not even a full weekend. It's Friday afternoon until Sunday afternoon. Well, can you set something up so that he has them for more time? Can you do every other week or something? No, because he moved so far that like he can't get the kids to school and stuff. I don't know how this works, but can't a judge make him? <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, I don't mind. Again, Evan is an incredible father and he's a great provider. And he has so much going on in his life that it does not make sense for him to have the kids. Like, okay. he can come by after school, even before school, whenever he wants. It just doesn't make sense. When I tell you, he works. 60 hours a week and is in school to get his PhD right now. Like, I don't know how he could possibly also what take care of the kids. What is he getting his kid. PhD in? Psychology. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's going to be a doctor. Oh, my God. Psychology. Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you go from like, at what point do you say, yeah, I'm okay with us getting a divorce and like, I'm going to stop fighting for this relationship? Oh, that was so hard. And like, I need to accept this. And I've gone back and forth on it like many times. Right yeah. now we're legally separated. Right. I do intend on filing for divorce. Yeah. I think he knows that at this point. And basically it was this. So I had said, let's close the marriage. He said, no, we got, had gone to therapy a couple of times. And then he was like, I think we should just focus on ourselves and not on each other. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there were a couple of incidents, things that were said that really hurt. And I woke up on my 11 year sober, which is in early March. Congratulations. Um, thanks. And I was like, why are you fighting for someone who's not going to fight for you? Like, it's just so abundantly clear that mm. he's done with this marriage. Yeah. Like, it's just super clear. Um, filing for legal separation. Like, he didn't have to do that. Right. But he decided to. Like, it's like there were so many clear and I kept going oh no, maybe he'll change, have a change of heart next week. Maybe right. next week, maybe next week, maybe next week. But basically, yeah, like I just woke up on my 11 years sober and I was like, eventually you have to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And so just like, you know, and then we went to my daughter's carnival as a family and, and you still, you're like, am I making the right choice? Right. Can, can you really be a single parent? Can you really do all this? Like, do you really want, do you have... All of the feelings that, you know, we were talking about, like with these big decisions, we were talking off pot, but these big decisions. And then you go, woo, like, right. There's like adrenaline, adrenaline. And then it comes down. You're you're like, you're in a panic about it. Yeah. And you're like, hold on. Like, this is a huge decision. Totally. And then a couple of days after that, I was like, oh, no, this is done. Okay. Oh, no, this is this is not going anywhere. Yeah. But it's like you're in these moments where like you're also not completely alone like when something like this is happening you're probably sharing it with your mother your like yeah, my mom and my sister have you know been huge and, for me, and my sponsor of and course. so you're in conversation with them and then you really don't know how you feel until you're like totally alone like the noise has settled yeah. you're you're taking care of the girls mm-hmm. like when are you getting in touch with like how you actually feel you have so many conversations you have emotion you're in like a panic you're in a frenzy and then it comes down and it's just like getting clear in terms of like yeah where to just be in resting and space really it's it. like yeah be being absorbed it's like 
actions often lead are like just information that you get to absorb. And so his actions, I was just kind of like absorbing them, absorbing them. And then it, all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's like crystal clear to me that he's he's done. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't think he's expressed any interest in getting back together since like two or three weeks after that thing happened in December. And there were nights where, yeah, I mean, in in that early period where I was like, I'm done. I don't want to be with you. And then nights where I was like, do you think we have a chance? Like, do you think this will work? And then, yeah, by like mid-February, I was like, this isn't going to work. And then by early March, I was like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is done. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I mean, I the pain that I'm imagining is upsetting. I mean, just thinking about, like, the longest relationship I've been in is, like, three years. And, like, mm-hmm. how I know those breakups of, like, just, like, being in the house. Yeah, I can't wait to get my own place. In, like, a different way. And, like, yeah, just, I need like, my own. Just not knowing yeah. how to be in the space and, like, just relearning what to think of that person. It like, going on your phone. Like, going to message them and then being, like, I took him off my favorites list. Yeah. I've removed him from my pin text. And that was really hard because he was my go-to person. Like anything happened and I would call him. And now I like call don't me. even, I don't even talk to him once a day now. Yeah, which it's is weird. Crazy. And it was so interesting because like right after it happened when I was initially so done. Yeah. I remember crying in the kitchen to him and saying, I'm going to miss, you know, you, I used to hate I used to hate when you would leave dirty dishes all over the kitchen before you left from for work. And now I'm going to miss putting your dirty dishes away. And now it's like, I'm so glad I don't have extra dirty Oh, dishes. you feel that way now? <laughs> yes. When did the relief come? Just like, well, I think with time, you know, it's yeah. been like five months now. So you feel and relief so, in waves or constantly? In waves, yeah. yeah. And, and And sometimes when I go past his bedroom in the house, I'm like, he's not here and and that sucks and sometimes I'm like oh he's not here so I don't have to do that little laundry (laughs) right right isn't that life it is yeah and so do I think non-monogamy is bad or like because everyone asks that question what's the lesson (laughs) do you think think that open marriages are non-monogamy or what or polyamory can work and my answer is that I have no regrets. Yeah. I think that everything in life is here to teach us something and that our pain ultimately becomes purpose and something really beautiful. And I have learned so much about myself and so many wounds that I thought that I had healed or that I hadn't even known existed have been revealed and for me, I personally believe that we come onto this planet to evolve and to grow. And if I'm not continuously growing, then I'm stagnant. And I'm, you know, I feel like the the point is to, I guess I would say like, and I say this on a regular basis on my podcast, and I think it's really important that we heal in relation to one another. The more relationships you have with people, whether that be romantic or otherwise, those are all opportunities and reflection of things that you get to go and work on. And so I have no regrets. Do I wish that my marriage would have worked out for the sake of my children? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't have any regrets. And I don't necessarily believe in monogamy. Yeah. I don't 
at the same time believe that open relationships are for everyone. I think it's so much more nuanced and complex in that we're in this time and space right now um, where we get to question these things, where we get to try different things, where we get to structure our relationships on like what works for both parties. And we get to have these kind of tough conversations about like, why aren't you open to being in an open relationship? Why are you open to being in an open relationship? I think that intention, we get to be intentional about those things. And even when you are super intentional, because I will say you said Evan's super woke, super like he's like a monk. He is. And so was I. And we have done a lot of personal work in therapy over, you know, he's got 16 years of sobriety. I've got 11. Like we've done a lot of work. And even so, things can come up. Yeah. And then it's just like, and I'm not saying that like by Evan not wanting to go to therapy, he's somehow bad. We all also get to go within and make a choice of like, do I want this or not? Right. And if I really don't want it, sometimes I don't have the words to say I don't want it. And so my actions indicate that, right? Yeah. And sometimes I do have the words and I can say, I really, I don't want this. I don't want this. And even though that might be tough and sometimes you might second guess yourself and all of those things, I now am at a point where I'm like, I don't want this anymore. Mm. I love you. I care for you. I'm not in love with you. And I don't want this marriage. Yeah. And so, and you know, so Evan's not wanting to like work on it is not, again, not a bad thing. He's not a bad person. It was just hurtful to me and it, and it hurt. And that's my hurt to deal with. Totally. You know? Yeah. I would never want him to, like, do something to appease me. Right. Of course. That's what uh, was your awakening. Yeah, if you don't want to be with me, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with me. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. I want someone At the end of the day, no matter how painful that is. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you talked about this on your podcast, too. Yeah? Maybe not in that way the way that I just did right now. But, you know, it'll come out over time, too. It's like, I'm learning. I'm 30 years old. Like, I can't believe people are so tough on me. They're so hard on you. They're so hard on me. And I'm not here to, like, say that I'm, like, a victim or whatever else. But it's like, think about what I've been through in my lifetime and how far I've come. You've had 100 lives. 100 lives. And, And each time that I've gotten knocked down, I've taking it as an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And that's the only thing that we can do with all of this. And I don't ever, even though I share my opinions a lot and I am very opinionated, I don't ever claim to be some like expert or like guru in relationships or whatever. I'm just here to share with you my experience, my lived Honest experience. fucking experience. What has worked for me, what hasn't, when I failed, when I've succeeded, you know, and that's really it. And like my, the work that I put out there and the content that I put out there is just like a collection of that. Yeah. And maybe you get something from that and maybe you don't. Maybe you listen to my my podcast about non-monogamy or open relationships and you go, oh my God, I've never even thought about that before. Or maybe you go, I am monogamous through and through. Great. I sat down with Jackie Schimmel in the Bitch Bible and she goes, not a chance in hell would I ever open my marriage. I think it's crazy. I think it's nuts. And I'm like, great. 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 Go for you, Jackie. Go yeah. for you. It's like you do you, honey. Yeah. And, and 
you know what I mean? And so I'm not here to like change minds or whatever. I'm literally here to like exist and share my experience. I think it makes people it. curious in like the best way. Get curious. And if you have a reaction, I mean, I always say this, but if you have a reaction to yeah. something, think about why you're having a reaction. Why, why exactly. does why does Alexis being open upset you so fucking much? Yeah. Why does it bother you so much? Or questioning my sexuality or saying, because there's going to be lots of lesbians who are like, don't call yourself a lesbian. Don't call yourself this. Don't call. I'm going to just call yourself whatever you want. I get to do whatever. I'm exploring. I am open. It's your life to live, honey. It's fluid. It's whatever. It's not, you know. A hundred percent. You guys, if you it's, haven't listened to Alexis's podcast, it's recovering <laughs> from reality. I've been on it. You can listen to my my episode. And Alexis, what's your Instagram handle? At it's Alexis Haynes. Oh, are you going to keep the last name? I don't know. I haven't decided. Okay, for now it's it's Alexis Haynes. <laughs> what, what else? Do you want to plug anything? No, if you want to follow along with podcasts, it's available on all platforms. And if you want to look at my website or my Life Reset course, you can at recoveringfromreality.com. That's it. Thanks. Hey. 